Mmm, that's good. And that is a sound of a new episode of Digital Coffee. As always, I'm your host, Brett Deister. So let's get on with what's going on in the, in the, in the tech world. And it's, it's, it's not pretty right now, especially for the social media side of it, which basically is going to be all we're going to be talking about because there's so much to talk about about that specific industry. It's unfortunate, but we got to talk about it. All right, let's go into the Facebook debacle because it's pretty big. So what we have here is that Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, uh, they aren't really like friends, really. They just kind of, well, Facebook... Facebook ignored the problem when it was addressed to them that there could be potential ways for people to misuse um, kind of their uh, ecosystem, especially their data, because that's the biggest thing that Facebook has. Is it has a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of data on you. It has quite a bit, like tons of data. It's why when, for example, and I've noticed it myself, when I go on Amazon, look at something, and go on Facebook, if I ever go on it, mind you, uh, I'll find the same exact thing I was looking for. I was on Amazon over at Facebook. So there are some things that are uh, specific or weird or, wow, how did it know that? Because uh, there's a some fun coding in the background that allows uh, both Facebook and Amazon to know what's going on or what you've been looking at. That's why you see those things as well. But this specific thing has landed them in bigger trouble because of vulnerabilities that have been circumvented. Plus Cambridge, um, well, they weren't really truthful about what they were doing. Uh, now, it's kind of been um, brought up that well, maybe this is part of the Russia conspiracy. Now, I'm not going to go there because I don't care. And frankly, the Russia like angle is tired old and people need to drop it. What I am concerned about is how a firm basically broke some laws, it seems like, and uh, kind of misled people into downloading their app to actually take all their data as well. Uh, and then how Facebook's reaction to it was slow. Uh, they didn't really respond very well. Even the mighty Sheryl Sandberg didn't really respond at all. Uh, so there was that problem too. There was just a whole bunch of problems and Facebook didn't really... Uh, it didn't really try its best in the beginning to do to do something better, and so that's what was major problem was. But the thing was, you know, I'm diving into this more. Is that Cambridge? Uh, that's the analytic firm uh, that was part of the SCL group. Uh, basically, what it did was that it pitched to political campaigns because Facebook was trying to get into political campaigns back in 2014 and it collected all this data but in 2015 what it actually did is that one of the psych, uh, psychology professors was like hey look I want to do I want to get uh, user data for research purposes only and it's for an app and Facebook's like yeah sure whatever why not so what it did is that it, it basically got about 270,000 Facebook users from this with their consent. Now, they didn't really know because most people don't know that 
consent. Even if you give consent, they could take more than what they should. And they took way more than what they should. They got a whole bunch of data on a whole bunch of people. And now it says that it could have, quote unquote, well, help the election for Brexit or help the special vote for Brexit and also help the election of Donald Trump as well. They also use uh, Turkers, which basically you pay them to do surveys. But what they had to do as well is that they had to download the app and they were only looking for specific United States people as well. So there's that problem. And then after... After it was found out that they were looking at things they shouldn't be looking at, that's where all the problem came because it was Facebook going, well, we're not really going to talk about it, but we revoked uh, their license or basically we cut off from the data. But the problem is they already have the data. They don't need Facebook anymore anyways because they already have what they need. So that's really kind of like, oh, well, we're going to cut you off now. Ha ha. And we're going to demand that you delete all the data, which they probably can't do anyways, because why would they? They already have the data. Facebook really can't do much about it. Now, the government can or Facebook can actually sue. So they can actually do something about it. But will they? It's another thing as well. Um, So it's a giant mess. Now. Mark Zuckerberg has finally come out saying in an interview saying that he would be glad he would gladly go to Congress and be under, you know, be under the spotlight, ooh, the, the really hot spotlight for what's going on, because people are not happy about this. And rightfully so, because there are information that we don't want to give people freely. And Facebook has basically has treasure troves, I would say, of people's data, private information, things that people don't want other people to see or companies specifically. Now, on the marketing standpoint, this data is awesome because we can figure out who will buy our products and how we can get people to buy our products at the same time. So that's another thing. But the problem is is that it doesn't look good for Facebook because it seems like Facebook knew about this prior to this, did nothing to did nothing to circumvent vulnerabilities in the system for granting apps and granting, well, granting people to get data from you that you may not want. And so that was the biggest problem that people had. And it doesn't look like it's it doesn't look like Facebook's going to get out of this <laughs> this mess. Now, Twitter was a buzz saying delete Facebook. Uh, Elon Musk basically deleted his SpaceX and Tesla Facebook as well uh, because of what's been going on with this. So there there have been, I guess, some consequences. I don't really know. I don't think that's a big consequence in general. The biggest consequence would be if like half the audience on Facebook all deleted their account. That would be a bigger one for a big company to do it. Maybe, maybe not. It's not really that big of a deal to me. I'm just going, okay. well, you're making a statement. Awesome. Now. I'm not happy about Facebook's doing this. I kind of have stopped mostly using it. I don't really use it very often. I don't care to use it very often. It's not because of this, just because it's just one of those things that it bugs me. It bugs me to be on Facebook. I don't like I don't like sites bugging me to be on their site because I'll go on it when I want to go on it. And you can't tell me when to go on it. 
But this is where we're at. We're at a place where all these companies have so much information on us and we give it out freely. And I'm just as um, uh, culpable of this as everybody else is. We give them so much information. We kind of give them so much power, trust, and hoping they'll do the right things with the privacy settings that we put on place. But this just goes to show that you can't trust these companies because regardless, they will either know about a vulnerability, do nothing about it, or bury their heads in the sand and be like, oh, there's there's nothing there. There's nothing. I don't see anything. Nothing there. Nothing there. Nothing there. It's like um, there is something there. You haven't done anything about it. So what are you going to do to rectify this? And the Zuck, um, the Zuck's thing was to take a full page ad out saying that he's sorry about what he's done. Ooh, so good. Sorry for us giving private information out to a company that uh, used it improperly, even though we knew about these this type of stuff. Now, the head of security or one of the executives of Facebook is leaving because of this. Fair enough. Uh, So I guess that's somewhat of a consequence, but I don't see much of a consequence in this at all. Um, I know people are looking more at Facebook heavily and seeing what they're doing. And so Facebook's not really getting a free ride on that. And that's probably the biggest consequences that they've gotten. But that's the only consequence that I've seen happen. Now, there's a flip side to this in that... People have figured out that on Ant, that Facebook has been collecting a tr- ton of data from s from text messages and phone calls and contacts when you install uh, Messenger. So they've taken like a whole bunch of this stuff. So SMS, MMS messages, metadata as well. And now in the EU. You can ask for all this data and they will give it to you. And it seems like there's just a lot, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of interesting things going on with it because if they're collecting, and this is only on Android, by the way, and now Facebook completely denies this because that's what they're going to do. But people are like, I, why do you have all this information if I didn't give it to you? Now, let me explain to you if you don't understand Android. Android prior to 4.0 didn't like told you what apps would be like given access or granted access to and you would just have to say okay to it now after 4.0 it's now kind of a manual once you install it's like oh can i have access to this you can say yes or no can i have access to this you can say yes or no so they can't get everything from you but prior to that they could um and that people were always wondering about that i was like why am i giving so much um access to these apps like like if it was like a note taking app, you get they would get access to your contact list to a bunch of different things that there'd be no reason for them to actually get. Uh, they should not have access to that. Um, and so people were wondering about that. And then Google was like, OK, this is what we're going to do from now on. You have to say yes to all this stuff manually. Um, if you want these apps to like get control or like have uh, access to your camera and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so that's that was a great thing. But still, Facebook already kind of gotten all that it needed to get for it. And now that uh, 
Oh, this has happened and people have been looking at Facebook specifically and kind of going, why are you doing this? Why do you need all this data, metadata? What's important to it? And Facebook's like, well, we don't collect this and we make sure that all this stuff is super secure. And everybody's like, hmm, huh, I don't really believe in this at all. Yeah. So Facebook is in quite a pickle. It is their fault. It's completely their fault. Because it's their own system. They granted access to to uh, to a company that you get a ton of data on people as well, and they didn't have the fortitude to actually go. Maybe we should shore up like securities on this type of thing, or maybe we should have a longer process. Or maybe we should see what they're actually accessing, how they're going to actually use this. But they did it instead, and so this is the position they're in right now. And this has been a rough, um, rough year and a half or year and close to a year and a half for Facebook in general because of 2017 they had the whole fake news and how fake news has been spreading so they're still under the microscope and it's still not going to get any better for them now people are saying that Facebook is going to become like uh, MySpace I don't think it actually is I think this is actually quite different from MySpace in general uh, but people can still think that if they want to I mean that's that's really up to them if they really want to think that oh this is going to become MySpace this is going to be what it is uh, uh, no it's not it's not going to become MySpace at all because MySpace and Facebook are are completely two different animals I know they're in the same industry or they were in the same industry but they're not going to be the same thing sorry it's just not going to happen you may want it to happen and I may want it to happen but it's not going to happen but this in general needs to stop Facebook needs to actually come clean with what it's actually doing. Facebook needs to actually care about your data and not be so just liberal about it. Like, here, data for you, data for you. Everybody gets data. No, stop doing that. That's not what people want. And Facebook, you are – this is why I make fun of you all the time because they're – you're still living under kind of the honeymoon phase when people are kind of out of the honeymoon phase. Of Facebook, but when Facebook is probably way more aware of this, it's just that nobody in Facebook wants to come clean about what their actual politics are, what they actually want people to talk about on their own platform, and what are they doing with our data. And that's what they don't want to talk about because that's uncomfortable for them to talk about because they know it's probably not right to actually do it. Yeah. That's where we're at. Facebook again, major debacle, major. I mean, there. It's. It, hopefully, it will make it will hurt them in some ways. Hopefully, it may not because they've had other types of controversies and it really hasn't done much to them. It's kind of been like Teflon, like oh look, we did a bad thing. Well, it doesn't really. That didn't really hurt very much. But I'm hoping, hoping that this will actually do something. Hoping, hoping. I'm going to say it one more time, hoping. Anyways, moving on to Twitter. Yes, unfortunately, Twitter is, well, Twitter is Twitter. Let's just be honest. All these social media sites are very left-leaning. They're not really politically neutral, even though they say they're politically neutral. And it's becoming extremely apparent apparent that they don't care about that. They just want to say it, give it lip service, but not actually do the action that they should be doing. So 
Last week, a right political commentator comedian named Stephen Crowder, he actually produced a video where his intern called Sven Computer went to South by Southwest because they were denied going to it. And he went to a gender nonconforming queer panel like get together and he kind of he kind of basically was giving Sven Computer all the things he wanted him to say and he actually did it and so he uploaded that and to YouTube YouTube said it was a violation of whatever uh, policies they have even though it may not be against the law it's against their policies because their policies don't really follow the law which doesn't really make sense so and it's a one party consent state which basically means is that there, it, you don't need to have consent for everything, especially in a public space. Uh, California is a little bit different that you have to notify the person that you're there being recorded and they have to sign off on it as well. Most states don't actually require that. Some states actually do. Uh, but anyways, um, so we uploaded it on YouTube. YouTube said it was a violation and they kind of tried to fix it. He up, he tweeted it on Twitter and Twitter suspended him and then subsequently suspended everybody else for retweeting it. And then since Twitter said, hey, you should advertise on us and we'll and we'll basically um, write your copy for your advertisement, suspended their own copy for what they wrote for his uh, Twitter account, suspended that stuff while taking his money at the same time. Does that look suspicious? A little bit. Plus, Stephen Crowder has claimed that um, some tweets that make him look like a Nazi aren't actually true. Uh, and there's things that have been manipulated as tweets, which you can easily actually, you can easily manipulate tweets. You just go to HTML and change the words and you can fake those tweets. So that isn't really that difficult to do. He's claiming that as well. And that Twitter says it's fine, even though it is technically liable. Uh, it's slanderous. Uh, it's not true. And someone's actually using it as well. But that's where we're at. And I'm always thinking about social media. I'm like, did we just allow the village idiots to run the social media sites? Because I feel like the village idiots are just running amok going, oh, yes, this works. No, this doesn't work. Well, we don't like this, but this is fine, even though it's just as worse as the other thing. But since you agree with me and you don't agree with me, this actually is offensive. And that's not offensive, even though that's worse than the other thing, because you may got your little hurt. And feelings hurt, but this is actually, you know, against the law. And this is actually, you know, a call to violence of like conservative women being being basically saying that some guy will actually rape them and then kill them. And I'm like, and that's not against your policies. I'm pretty sure that's against the law. But that's Twitter. Twitter is an open forum for people that agree with them, but not open forum for everybody else. And this is why there are social media sites dubbed the free speech social media sites like gab.ai, like minds.com, like BitChute, which is the alternative to YouTube. This is why they are all, um, you know, they're all sprouting up because people are tired of being told that they're wrong thinking. And since in the beginning of all these social media sites, they're all about, oh, yes, we love we love everybody. We want everybody to come here and share their opinion. But now all of a sudden, since they're big enough and they're getting calls from whiny people that can't, you know, 
they can't stand up for themselves. They're like, oh, well, we we don't want this. We can't handle this. We know we said that we wanted you to actually say what you wanted to, but we don't really want you to say what you want to. So we're going to tell you that you can't do this. And so people go to different things uh, or different sites because they're like, look, it, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of not knowing what I can and cannot say. So I'm done with this. And so that's where we're at right now where every social media site is going to be way more frag- fragmented than it was before. That's just how it's going to be. There's no way around this. Uh, people are getting tired of it. I completely empathize with them as well about this being tired of like what is okay to say and what is not okay to say. Um, usually I say follow the law because the following the law is probably the best way of doing it. But, you know, village, like I said, village idiots are running the social media sites now. we got a whole bunch of idiots just, you know, running amok going yay we should do this we should do that we should do this and it doesn't make any sense because it goes against what they were in the beginning about caring about having people say what they want to say within accordance of the law obviously but now it's like oh no this is so offensive that you cannot say this and it's like wait wait what offensive like what it's no it doesn't make any sense. Why, why would it be offensive? Why? Why would it be offensive? Because someone's feelings were hurt. I'm sorry, but I get my feelings hurt all the time. I have to deal with it. It happens. That's the nature of life. Life is rough. You're just not going to get around it. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of getting sick and tired of these tech companies telling us what's okay to say, what's okay to search, and what's okay for us to find. Because that's not your job. Your job is to give us your service is, for example, if I want to search something, give me the search. Don't give me a clean version or a censored version because some things are offensive enough. If I want to look for it, if I want to see it, that's my responsibility, not yours. Yours is just to give me what I want to search for just like if you're a social media site saying that hey share your opinion maybe you should let us share our opinion wow such a novel idea in 2018 yeah i'm using the really bad argument that i hear all the time like oh it's the current year okay okay so so what is this current year? I don't care about that. What I care about is that you actually follow what your basic guidelines were in general and stop cherry picking them when it suits you the best, because that's what that's what's happening on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. They're all cherry picking what they want uh, the net to be or what they want their platforms to be. And you could tell me till you're blue in the face that these are private companies. And yes, you're right. However, I do have the right to criticize said public companies' policies. That's what kind of, you know, this whole free society is all about. If I don't like something, I can criticize it, leave it, or join other stuff as well, but I can still criticize it for being what it is. And this is not going to get any better. Because we have Twitch and all these other social media live streaming video sites saying like, oh, banning hate speech. And I'm always like and I always say, what is hate speech? You have to have something that is not subjective, more objective, and you cannot just be cherry picking all this stuff because you're it's it's a very big cherry pick. Everybody's all these sets are just cherry picking everything. They're just like, woo, cherry, woo, cherry, woo, cherry, and that's it. That's all I see. 
I see that it's it drives me nuts because it doesn't make any sense anymore. Like I kind of miss the days when these sites were new and they didn't care as much about what you said. They just wanted you to say it. And that's what was great about these sites. But now they've lost their way because they're just too big. They now have to be this like uber conservative. I'm not really conservative, but um, uber like censorship type of like sites now uh, where if you say something offensive, well, for YouTube, you'll be demonetized. Twitter, you may just be banned and not really banned for a good reason, just banned. And Facebook, your stuff may be taken away or banned as well. Because it's not the things that they want you to say. And that's my biggest problem with all this stuff right now is that we're just we're going to march towards and now social media sites are going to do this towards tribalism where one person where we're going to have the right leaning social media sites and we're going to have the left leaning social media sites. Even though they've had a head start, it's not really going to be that big of a deal anymore because people are just going to go where they politically are um, agreeing with people or the site in general. That's how it's going to be. And. I don't think it's going to take very long for that to happen. There's already sites that are already like that out there, and it's going to be more and more popping up because it's easy to pop up these sites, regardless if you like it or not, if you agree with it or not. This is going to happen, and these sites are going to be so fragmented because that's that's where we're going nowadays. We're going more into fragmentation. Even marketing is going into more niche stuff, more niche. Go after the ones that we are likely to actually buy it. Um, that's... That's the new frontier, I guess you could say. Do I really like the frontier? Not so much. No, it's not looking very bright and harmonious. It's looking very like you're on my team or you're not. You're my friend or you're my enemy. And even from an intellectual like perspective that's very tribal, that's very old way of thinking where even in the Bible, it was talking about that too, where you were either part of the Jewish people or you'd be killed by the sword type of thing until, well, later on as well. But getting off that and back to tech because that, that went a little farther on, but th- there was a point to this. And the point was, is that we need to stop being this way. This is not going to help a free and open Democrat, sorry, Republic society. We're not really a democratic society, but a Republic this is not going to help our Republic. This is actually going to make it worse. And I'm seeing it becoming worse unless we actually start to go, look, you may disagree with me, but we need to find common ground somewhere here. And rent, what well, kind of sort of, but on to YouTube. Because YouTube get really, yeah, they're, they're just being dumb too. So if you're on YouTube and you really, really like to listen to music, well, you're going to get more ads. That's right. YouTube's like, all right, we're tired of this. Spotify's getting a lot of this money. We're not getting a lot of money. Like, what, what, what's going on here? How can we get more money from you guys? Hey, let's bug you with a bunch of ads so you buy the premium stuff. So, if you watch too much YouTube videos, now it says music, but I'm pretty sure if you watch too much just videos in general, they'll probably start doing this as well to go to YouTube TV. Um, so if you're looking to like not get bombarded by that, you might want to go to BitChute or some other site like that. But yes, YouTube will now piss you off if you watch too much YouTube videos. 
So uh, I would curb your YouTube video watch and just watch like one or two videos, music videos, and then just wait a little while and watch them again or just go to Spotify and still use a free account anyways. Either way, I don't think this is actually a great idea, even though some people are like, oh, this is a great idea. This is how you get more people to actually, you know, buy your subscription. I'm like, really? Because that doesn't make me want to buy it. It makes me want to turn on an ad blocker, which I usually actually have. Yes, I highly recommend ad blockers, even though most sites are like, oh, you have an ad blocker. Uh, you should really turn it off so we can get our money. I'm like, well, you should probably have a site that isn't so terribly awful that takes forever to load because your stupid ads are everywhere. And I have to wait forever just for your ads to load because your ads are bogging down your own system. Now I'm talking to you several sites like Forbes, PC Gamer, Inc. Y'all have terrible ads, like awful ads where it kind of bogs down the, your website bogs down the system. Yeah. If your ads bog down the system or you take control of the whole screen, that pisses me off too. Uh, Time to, you know, Get a new method for it. Now, I know the, new, the subscription-based model is starting to pop up more. Uh, I know some sites have done that, and that's a better way of doing it. But it's like, hey, you don't want annoying ads? Pay us. It's like, oh, okay. So you either get annoyed to death by your ads or I have to pay you a monthly fee to not be annoyed to you. Or I turn on ad blockers on. And then I get annoyed at all. I'd probably just not go to your site because you're just annoying me anyways. Instead of actually having good ads where it doesn't take control of my whole screen or anything like that. Or pissing me off because you're just putting more ads there because you're like, hey, you should buy this. You should really buy this. Buy this. Buy this. Buy this. Buy this. Buy this. And it's like, ah, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Like that's why people turn on ad blockers. It's not because that they just don't like you. It's because you made so many annoying ads or you allowed so many annoying ads. They're like, okay, I've had it with this ad blockers on. You get no money, but I'm still going to look at your site. That's what it is. Plain and simple. If you just, and I'm talking to marketers as well, if you just actually did better ads, this would not happen. But we're in this kerfuffle. I really wanted to say that word. Because of all that stuff. It's because we make crappy ads. It's because these sites allow these crappy ads to be on, is that now we're dealing with all these crappiness. A lot of crap everywhere. Not really. There's only some places where it's everywhere, but I mean, you get what I'm saying. But so just be aware of this. I am not in favor of this. I don't think it's a good marketing, even though some sites are like, oh, this is a great marketing standpoint. It's not. It's a way for you to piss off people and they may act, may or may not actually buy your service. So you're kind of like rolling the, the dice on this one. Like, oh, let's hope they buy it. Oh, nope. They left. All right. Well, we'll go to the next one. We'll buy it. Nope. OK, so. I hope it works out for YouTube, but to be honest with you, it probably won't. I'm not looking, I'm not really like gung-ho about this. Like, yeah, this is a great idea. Because once again, the village idiots have run it. They've run our social media sites now because they think they know what they're talking about. And then when you actually dig into it, it's like, y'all don't make any sense. Make no sense. Your policies are contradictory to everything that you're doing. And you don't even follow through with them. And then you want to do more ads to annoy us. So we pay for a monthly subscription, which those add up, by the way. So be careful about that. I know it's like, ooh, monthly subscription. I can get this and that. But they add up after a while. So, I mean, watch that. Your finances, because I do care about that as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's not looking good for social media. 
in general. I think we're getting to that point of just we're tired of it. I'm tired of it, to be honest with you. I used to love it when I was when I was younger, in my 20s. But now I'm just kind of like, eh, it's okay. It's not bad. It's just not good anymore. It's just whatever. People post the same, mostly post the same things over and over again. Most brands post stuff that doesn't make any sense sometimes. I've probably done it a couple times too, trying to figure out, oh yeah, that's a good idea. But there's a lot of times where it's just like, it just doesn't make any sense. But since there are attractive people in there, it sells. Because that's that's all we care about is superficialness. Superficialness of diversity, of how people look. And of inclusion, when inclusion doesn't make any sense when you ex- exclude things. But anyways, that is the end. Because I'm all out of coffee, to be honest with you. I'm completely out of coffee, and it is the end. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. As always, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, Digital C-O-F-F-E, and same thing on Facebook. And follow, follow me, same actual handle, on Instagram as well. I'm also on gab.ai uh, at DeisterB, also on Minds.com and Digital Coffee as well. And if you like this podcast, please consider supporting me on Patreon or Maker Support. I really appreciate it. And if you like this, there are great t-shirts and coffee mugs at Digital Coffee Podcast Store. All right, guys, join me for a new midweek marketing, because I'm going to actually change a little bit on Wednesday. All right, guys, have a good rest of the week, and I will see you actually midweek. So have a good rest of your first part of the week, and I'll see you Wednesday. Later, guys.